business. Helping you stand apart from your competition and explode the growth of your business. You're about to discover the latest online strategies, tools, and advice to succeed online. Succeed online. This is Super Savvy Business with expert online marketer Fiona Lewis. Hi, it's Fiona Lewis here from Super Savvy Business and welcome to this week's episode of the Word of the Week podcast. Now, we have a very special guest with us to name. His name is Chris Ducker and Chris is a British businessman and founder of and CEO of Virtual Staff Finder and the Live to Sell group of companies and he's well known around the world as the Virtual CEO. Now, Chris is a highly regarded businessman and has appeared in major publications around the world, such as Forbes.com, Entrepreneur.com, Huffington Post, Business Insider, and many, many more. So you get the idea that he is well-respected in the business community. On top of that, Chris has also been invited to speak at some of the world's top business events, and uh, this year I know has been very busy for Chris uh, jet-setting around the world. Now, Chris also published this year his very first book called Virtual Freedom, How to Work with Virtual Staff and Buy More Time, Become More Productive and Build Your Dream Business, which became a top 150 Amazon.com bestseller, as well as a number one bestseller in three different Amazon business categories. So welcome to our call, Chris. I really appreciate you giving us your time. Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Chris, we've known each other for a number of years and uh, it's been really exciting watching you as you've gone through your journey and I um, mean, you were, I already regarded you as a very successful person when we first met, but this year has just been phenomenal, hasn't it, for you? It's It's been busy, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been an interesting year this year. I mean, I, I knew going into 2014 that it was going to be very fast-paced and and you know with a lot going on and a lot of travel and and whatnot but it's been also um, very rewarding and it's been great for business as well obviously mm, it has it has and one of the reasons why I wanted to get on the call with you today is because um, as many of our my community knows I'm all about helping people with their Google presence and getting their eyes eyes on their business and I've been looking and watching what you've been doing and, and whenever I Google Chris Ducker, like you own that space and anything to do with your brand such as Virtual Star Finder or any of the main keywords around your business, you just own the space. So Chris, today on the call, I really wanted to talk to you about uh, what you've been up to in the world of Google because when I Google your name, you totally own that space and anything to do with your brands or your business you own that space and I was really wanting to dig into and find out what some of the things you've been doing, the strategies you've been implementing, the thing, what it takes to actually get to that place where you own your brand as far as Google is concerned. Yeah, I mean your brand is something that is, you know, or, or at least you want it to become synonymous with what you want to be known for. Um, whether it be online or offline, right? I mean, that's, you know, I I often comment, and I, I, I made a comment about three years ago on stage in the United States that um, went viral via Twitter, and I said, your brand is what people say about you when you're not around. Um, and it just got tweeted out thousands of times yes. at this event. It was, it was insane. Um, and it was not a planned line in the presentation. It was completely ad-libbed on the spot on stage. But when I 
look back at that comment, it's a hundred percent bang on truth. Your brand is what people say about you with other people when you're not around. So the simple question to ask yourself um, when you're thinking about building a brand and focusing in on your brand is what do you want people to talk about when you're not around? You know, How do you want to be referred to? What do you want people to say when somebody asks them, have you heard of you know, XYZ? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, when I, when I made a very clear decision about three years ago now to focus in on my personal brand and building that personal brand, that was one of the uh, things that I really, you know, zoomed in on. What do I want to be known for? What do I want people to say about me at conferences if I'm not there or at mastermind sessions that they're having when they discuss, say, my book or my blog or my podcast or something <clears throat> along those lines? And so, you know, truly, your brand is what people say about when you're not around. And and when you, when you realize that and you accept that, you can really at that point start to focus in on it and and start figuring out exactly what your message is going to be and how you're going to project that message. That's exactly right, Chris. And I, I think one of the key points that business owners need to understand is that when people Google them, yes, they might come across the business website which they maintain control of and they have can p- put their own voice across on. Mm-hmm. But that website might be just one of nine other places on the front page of Google. And now those nine other positions can be occupied by what other people are saying about you. Um, and, and that's what I guess is something that, you know, you've done very well is is, is that, you know, you might just have your own website, Chris Ducker, uh, showing up. But then there's nine other positions that are showing on that front mm-hmm. page of Google. Yeah, and that's you know that's when you know, a little bit of strategy comes into play. But actually, for me personally, not much. Um, you know, if you if you utilize your social media profiles properly, nowadays in the in in the very social search world that we live in, we will quite clearly be listed mm. on that front page of Google if we utilize our profiles properly. Obviously, your Google Plus profile is going to turn up there. That's a given. Um, obviously Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you use those four profiles very, very regularly, and I would say, you know, updating them once a week is probably all it really takes to make sure that they are pretty much confirmed, uh, you know, to land on that front page of those Google results, then that's exactly what will happen. Um, You know, Wikipedia is another you know, another platform that is pretty hard to beat when it comes to any kind of SEO strategies. And I'm lucky enough to have a Wikipedia page somebody created for me, uh, I would think probably three years ago now. I don't know how it happens. Um, I'm not sure how these things take place, to be honest with you. All I do know is that it's up there and it has been updated a couple of times. Um, but once it was up there, obviously anybody can update it. So I've had my staff go in and update a few things, and they probably need another update, to be very honest with you, particularly after this year. Uh, but no, I mean, it, you know, that first page of Google is extremely important to try and control. But the good news is, in the, the social savvy world that we live in today, you can pretty much control at least half of it yourself yeah. just by utilizing social media properly. Having a blog, very important as well. Uh, you know, Google loves those original, uh, consistent 
you know, publishing of new content that you come out with. So you know, create a blog, create brand new original content regularly. That will also help with your Google rankings. Uh, and then, like you said, you know, um, a second ago, in regards to having other people talk about you. Uh, and one of the strategies that I followed um, and and continue to follow, hence this call right now is to be seen and heard on other people's platforms as mm. well. Um, it is, for me, I, I have done zero SEO on any of my websites, chrisducker.com, virtualstarfinder.com, virtualfreedombook.com, you, you know, any of my online platforms, I've done zero, and I mean zero, SEO on my online websites. Um, but I still rank well for them uh, and for the search terms and the industry and all the rest of it because of the fact that I focused in on content, providing value, answering questions, and ultimately getting myself seen and heard on other websites as well. Your Google's um, absolute dream because this is exactly what Google talks about. They don't really want us to be SEOing or, or you know, generating these things in a false way, but just doing what comes naturally, which is putting the good content out there that people love and want to share and then other website owners then want, like myself, want to talk to you and then we share your content on our sites and link back to yours. So this is this is really what Google is um, pushing us and encouraging us as website owners to do and, that's, and you're a classic example of how it can work. The fact of the matter is, is it's actually not that hard. A lot of people don't focus in on owning that first page of Google and being found obviously elsewhere on social as well because I think it's going to be a lot of hard work um, and you've got to have all these secret strategies in place. I mean, a little bit of elbow grease is required, yes, um, but it doesn't take that long to, uh, you know, to, to own that first page of Google if you put it out there as a genuine focus and goal. Yeah, so between, you know, your own website, like you say, the social your social platforms, which although they're third-party owned, you do have control over the content that goes on them. Um, then we, we're talking about third-party sites um, where perhaps you're interviewed or perhaps someone writes about you. Um, what sort of other types of sites do you think are, are sort of possible as far as, you know, how, what might show up in the front page of Google? Well, I mean, I think the focus should not be necessarily on showing up on the front page of Google. I think you need to switch the mindset entirely. I mean, that's just one mode of traffic. Um, it's a big mode of traffic, uh, but I mean, I would I would much rather have a thousand visitors click over to my website via a podcast interview that I've done on someone else's website than have a thousand search result visitors from Google any day. I'd, I'd have, in fact, I'd have 500 click-throughs from a podcast interview than I've done than a thousand clicks from Google because the relevancy factor is going to be sky high. Mm. You think about it logically. If you listen in to me on a podcast and like what I say and then want to find out more about me, you're not going to go to Google and search my name and then click on it, you do what your presenter has done and said, for more information on Chris, go over to chrisducker.com. And that's exactly what you will do. You won't go to Google, but because you listen to me on that show, 
you've you know you've got to the point of uh, you know clicking through and checking me out in a more natural fashion where obviously the conversions are going to go through the roof when you actually do end up arriving on my site you look, I completely agree with you. And, and those sorts of leads are the warm leads. They've obviously come from a site that they're, they're already on and they perhaps already have a relationship with the person whose site they're on. And then it's almost like that third party referral. I guess for me, sometimes I might hear someone in a podcast. Yes, I might click through to their site. And then maybe a week or two later, I might go back and go and Google that person. I guess um, for a lot of us, you know, when you see somebody and you Google somebody's name and they're just everywhere and it's all the positive um, types of um, responses in Google, that's mm-hmm. can sometimes, especially in business as well, you know, like um, if you, let's say you um, listen to a podcast about um, insurance or something like that and then you go in and Google the person who you've um, listened to and you see that they've been interviewed on lots of different, you know, industry body sites, um, then that's just going to give that person um, a lot more um, authority, I guess. I think that's more sure, where I no, was heading is, is, is the authority it gives you. If they've found you one place and then they go, well, who is this person? Let me dig a little bit deeper. And, and it's the authority that it shows if they can say, oh, well, they're here and they're here and they're here and they're here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's something, there's definitely something to be said for making sure that you can be found, obviously, in a number of different locations. But uh, I think, you know, the, the, the true, um, I guess, the true honor of having a well-built personal brand is is having other people talk about you, mm. um, and not not just find you know to to find you via Google is, but but also have people mention you on social and in podcasts, whether you're a guest or not, um, and you know everything else that goes along with that. And and you know writing a book, for example, is another great personal brand building device. Right there, I I, uh, I was. Uh, sitting down and having a coffee with Chris Brogan at a conference in the United States and I was telling him that I was thinking about writing a book and he asked me why and I said well you know I think it's I, I think it would be good to help as many people as possible you know to, to put it all in, in into black and white and blah 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 and he said and I never forget this he said well as long as you not want to get as long as you don't want to make money with it because you don't get rich writing mm-hmm. a book you get busy and I'll never forget that. And he followed up with a caveat of a book is just a $20 business card. And I will never forget those things that he said about writing a book and being an author because he's written a whole bunch of amazing books. Um, and he is a very, very highly sought after thought leader, but he's also a very busy thought leader as well. Um, and, you know, I've never forgotten that piece of advice about writing books, never. I have not got rich writing Virtual Freedom, but I have gotten very busy from doing so. Yeah, and, and you know what, It maybe maybe the money hasn't come via book sales, but more the opportunity that that, that being an oh, yeah. author of a best-selling book has created. And I think as an author to, to have that kind of viewpoint of it's like, well, I'm not going to make money from selling, you know, thousands of books necessarily, but just by being the author of that book, perhaps opportunities will come to you. Absolutely. No, I mean, and I've had plenty come my way this year. Mm. Yep. And so you mentioned um, earlier you, that three years ago you made that decision to to really work on your the personal brand of Chris Ducker. Was there anything in particular that you think you did that was you'd say was one of the things that was most successful or that worked really well for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, one thing that stood out very, very clearly was I started being me all the time. 
Um, I, you know, up to that point, I'd been online for a couple of years already. I was blogging, I was podcasting, but I was also holding back, um, and I could feel myself holding back. And the fear was not of rejection in any way, shape, or form. I've never feared rejection. I'm a sales guy. Uh, ever since I was 17 years old, I've been selling something or another. So I, I the fear of rejection has never concerned me at all. Uh, it's just a matter of getting as many no's as I need to fight to hear the final yes. That's the way mm. I kind of see that. Yep. Um, but uh, what I was fearful of was, quite frankly, pissing off corporate clients. Uh, you know, I, I run a very large corporate um, call center with almost 300 employees. I still have that business. I, I only go to that office once or twice a week maximum for a couple of hours but I still own that business and back in there back in those days three four years ago I was still very much in in included in the running of those businesses and so I I, I was worried about upsetting our clients about saying the wrong thing and I was talking about you know business freedom and entrepreneurial productivity and working fewer hours getting more output hiring virtual staff not having people on site uh, burnout handling you know all that different sort of stuff and I was you know the back of my mind that first couple of years of blogging I was always very concerned that they might get upset with me um, and that they would ultimately pull out and we would end up losing a lot of money as, as a consequence it didn't happen. In fact, I even had clients say to me, it's really fun reading. It's good. It's informative. It's inspiring. It's productive. All these different things that people were coming back to me with. <clears throat> and so my fears were a little unfounded. Um, and I, I honestly can't think I even had one negative outcome of blogging at all as a CEO and as a, as a business owner. But in my mind, I was worried about it for the first couple of years. But when I when 2012 began, it was right at the beginning of 2012, I said, right, enough is enough, no more BS, I'm not holding back, I'm going to be me all the time. And it wasn't just on my blog. I started being me on my podcast, I started being me in speaking gigs, I started being me everywhere. <laughs> um, and that's really, that was the biggest uh, you know, move I made in working on my personal brand. Because if I'm going to build this personal brand, I'm going to be Chris Ducker all the time. And well, the re real exactly Chris Ducker, please stand up. <laughs> yeah, literally, and I did. I, I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, you know, people probably, I guess by doing that, they've, they're connecting with you because I think for a lot of people online, it becomes very plain vanilla because everyone is watching their P's and Q's and, and feeling like they have to present a certain type of image. Um, so it's refreshing, I guess, for someone like yourself to stand up and just go, well, I'm just going to be me and people will love you for who you are because in real life, that's that's who you are. Well, look, this is what I always say. People want to do business with other people. That's it. Brands want to do business with other brands. But people, consumers, business owners, the small, you know, the small business guy, the entrepreneur, the people that will buy, you know, everything from your, you know, your 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 training course right the way down to an ebook to your consulting services, your coaching product, whatever it is. People want to do business with other people. That's it. And so if you bring down 
those those brick walls and those guards in front of that brand building mentality of of you know 1950 um, you will have the opportunity to connect the audience better than you ever have done you just do it in two very simple ways you answer questions and you provide solutions to problems that's mm. it once you've got that relationship in place with your audience <clears throat> they will naturally open up we're problem solvers mm. that's it that's what we do we solve problems for people that's it I love the simplicity. You know, I think too often we try and complicate things in business and as business owners, and I love oh, the way yes. you've broken that down. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, again, it's not rocket science. You know, it, it, you know, create content, get engagement, build up relationships, and then, you know, your audience will open up to you. And at that point, it's up to you to, to turn into the entrepreneur uh, and not just the content provider and build you know the solutions required to help solve those problems I mean that's how virtual Starfinder came about in the middle of 2010 I wrote a blog post about virtual assistants I mentioned the four-hour workweek book in that blog post and how it talked about VAs uh, and I had a blog comment from a guy called Michael I never forget the guy's name his little his little avatar his little image in the blog post uh, in the blog comment was uh, Johnny Bravo the cartoon <laughs> I'll never forget this blog comment because it's made me hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars since. And that is, you know, he, he said, you know, I read the book, I thought it was great, and I thought that, you know, Tim's section on, on outsourcing was very inspiring, but, you know, I've looked around for VAs and I've looked here and I've looked there and I've tried this and I've tried that, and it's all failed. And he finished his comment with, if only there was a solution... <laughs> out there that I trusted based upon actual relationships and not just going back to the beginning of this call not just a Google search result I would pay for that solution four weeks later we launched virtualstarfinder.com I, that is an, that's an amazing anecdotal story. It, it, it's, it just comes back to your whole comment before about listening and then providing the solution because this person yeah. was virtually saying what he wanted and what he needed, and you were smart That's enough right. to pick up on that and then just give it to them. Well, I, I think that goes back to my sales background because my mentor, um, a guy called Graham Bond, uh, no relation to James, but um, Graham told me uh, one of the first things he told me in regards to selling and, and being a good sales person and, and, and a professional in the sales world was that a good salesperson will listen twice as much as they talk. Um, and I really took that to heart, and I truly listened to my prospects when I was selling them. Uh, and back in those days, I was selling classified ad space in uh, a publication called Auto Trader in the UK, where people sell their cars and boats and bikes and all the rest of it. Um, and uh, I truly took that on board, and I did. I listened to my prospects, oh, you'd be amazed the information that they give you that makes closing the sale so, so much easier. And I think that can and should be translated to being a good online influencer is just listen to your audience and, and you know, they will tell you. They will tell you what they need help with and then it's down to you to create the, the solutions to those problems. 
Yeah. So what about if, um, if, if you've got a business and there's no obvious front person, um, so there's no spokesperson uh, for the business, how do you think that they best handle having their voice? And like you're saying, you know, you decided to stand up and just be yourself. How do you think a business would communicate a voice or if there's no person as such? Well, I think every business should be doing that in the 21st century. Like, I'm a big believer of that. I think if there are businesses out there um, that do not have their CEO, their founder, their 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 head honcho, um, contactable via Twitter, blogging, being interviewed by the old podcast, um, I think they're doing a, a massive detriment to both their business from a brand building perspective, but also uh, a huge loss from a customer you know, outreach and, and service perspective as well. I mean, anybody that is worth their weight in the entrepreneurial world today as a CEO is blogging. You know, you look at guys like, I mean, if Richard Branson can blog mm. once, twice a week, there's no reason why anybody else shouldn't be doing it. Now, I'm not saying he's sitting there at a computer typing out that blog post. Chances are he's dictating them and somebody else is is typing them out and posting them or maybe they're just recording conversations and then editing you know blog posts but if if Branson has got the you know the 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 foresight to say we need to get on this blogging malarkey um, you know as the owner of the Virgin Group if he can do it anybody else can a anyone you think of Reid Hoffman the founder mm. of LinkedIn blogs Seth Godin I mean blogs every day almost Seth Godin all the big CEOs uh, and and real influencers are blogging, uh, at least you know on a somewhat of a semi-regular basis. But if a business is really intent in not having a front person, and for me that's so foreign nowadays, I, I can't fathom the idea of it. But if they are, they can still build that brand as a business by utilizing content marketing. They can still do that by blogging. They don't necessarily have to put a name to it. They can still do that by creating video content to share on YouTube and Facebook and Google Plus and every, everywhere else. They can do that by being active on social media under the brand name. They don't need to do it under a personal name. I just believe that every CEO should be contactable via social and, and the outreach should be there. I mean, Richard Branson even updates an Instagram feed, for Christ's sake. I mean, mm. and you you know it's him taking those photos and writing those hundred you know hundred odd character comments. You know it's him. You can just tell. I mean, if you know Branson, you can just tell that it's him doing that a lot of the time, at least. Maybe mm. not all the time, but a lot of the time. Mm. And uh, I I love that. I mean, you know, I I. I reference Richard Branson a lot. He's without a doubt my number one on entrepreneurial influence, um, and uh, he's just a very, very smart guy when it comes to building a business. Super smart. And look at that brand, Virgin. Oh my oh, god, no. what a joy! It's one what of the joy. Cool, I mean, coolest brands out there, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's it's not just cool and sexy and funky and all the rest of it, but just look at the way they brand themselves mm. as a. Business. I mean, they're just so darn good at being in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. Uh, and I'm not saying it's all Dana Branson. He's got, you know, he he's a smart guy. He surrounded himself with people way smarter than him in fields that he's not adapt to. But you know, that's part of being a good 
CEO is about hiring great people and uh, yeah there's there's no reason why you know CEOs and owners of businesses shouldn't be active online nowadays even if they're not doing all the the content creation themselves they should still have at least some sort of a front door to that world I feel I actually want to say thank you for saying that because I've had conversations with business owners many times. And they say, no, no, I just want to be anonymous and in the background. So for you to to make that statement and to put forward your ideas on that on that position, I just want to say thank you because I'm hoping that um, there's certain business owners out there that will hear that message and the light might tweak and they might uh, go, oh, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, based on my... You know, based on my speaking and based on my coaching of people in the last four or five years, I'm going to say that people who have that kind of mentality, it's not a wrong mentality. It's not a wrong perspective to have in their mind. Um, but I'm going to assume heavily that the very large majority of the people that fall into that demographic are 50-plus individuals that have been running a business for 10, 15 years on average uh, by being in the background by having other people do everything for them and that's fine that's their perspective and I respect that um, but you know we're about to go into 2015 and I do believe it's time to jump into the future a little bit <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean yeah well you know we've we've seen very clearly over the past you know five years or so many big big businesses that haven't adapted to the new world and, and the, the world of the digital space and they've just collapsed so I think it's important for these especially some of these big companies to be more fluid and to to move with the the direction of, of what's happening in the online space and and I just want to say thank you once again because I, I think it's a really good perspective to have yeah no I, I totally believe uh, agree with you obviously <laughs> yeah yeah all right well listen Chris um, we've covered some really good tips here on branding and and the digital space and and how to really uh, get the attention of people not just you know through Google searches but also through third-party sites and uh, I think that uh, even if people were to implement some of what we've discussed today they would be well ahead of many people who aren't even thinking in this this train of thought yet Agreed, absolutely. And, you know, again, in closing, you know, it is not hard to focus in on on building a brand uh, and whether you want to be super, you know, dead center and, and you know, front and center to, to everything that your business is about uh, or whether you just want to sort of play a little bit of a supporting role. It, it is not hard. It is honestly not hard to build a brand online. Um, it just takes a little bit of elbow grease uh, and I'm not going to use the word hustle because everybody uses that word nowadays but it does, it, it requires a little bit of elbow grease and hustle and, and a little bit of focus above and beyond everything else. Make it a goal, you know, make it a goal to own that front page of Google, make it a goal to be found on other people's websites when they're linking back to you as a source of whatever you want to be known for and make it a goal to genuinely listen to your audience and then provide the answers to their questions and everything else will happen very naturally over a period of time. Such a beautiful summary. Thank you for wrapping up the call so beautifully, uh, Chris. And now I just want to say thank you to, given that your schedule is extremely busy this year, thank you so much for your time. And as always, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. No, it's all my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
So this is Fiona Lewis. You've been listening to Chris Ducker talking about personal branding and business. This has been Super Savvy Business with Fiona Lewis. Take the fast track to your success online. To find out how, visit supersavvybusiness.com now.